is the dog cast episode 128 dogs win 42 to 30 over urban meyer and his sour grape gators i'm telling you i can't scream anymore i got no voice dog fans big win Okay, dog fans, it's episode 128 of the Dog Cast. Dogs win in classy style, old dog. We're glad to be back here at the bunker. Dogs win 42 to 30. Uh, let me just tell you, dog fans, right off the bat, we had a show yesterday that me and old dog recorded live in Jacksonville, and somehow the file got screwed up. We sound like the chipmunks. So we're having to redo this. It's now Monday morning. We're back in the bunker. We made it home safe from Jacksonville, and it was a fantastic weekend, old dog. Probably, like you said yesterday, Old Dog, the best game that we've played since we've been doing the podcast. Uh, absolutely. I mean, no doubt about it. And before we go much further, let me blow up a couple myths. First myth is, yes, we can go to Jacksonville, we can beat Florida, and we can dominate them from start to finish. Myth number one. Second myth. You don't need three, you don't need two. Starting tailbacks, you only need one. This Caleb Kingcraft that was out there, I think that was just stuff the media started up. People like this Terrence Moore idiot and some other folks. The guy crying. in Athens is a you know, Califelter saying that Rick was going to be forced to use Caleb King, you know? You know, trying, just, I guess, trying to get people to read, you know, a newspaper. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, you know, we've said it before, when Georgia was tailback you, you know, someone that wasn't their roommate, tell me who Herschel's backup was. Tell me who Rodney Hampton's backup was. Tell me who Tim Worley's backup was. Tell me who Edwards' backup was. I mean, tell me who Garrison Hurst's backup was. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm not sure at what point in time did it become a thing where you've got to have more than one starting tailback, and i tell you what, that just got blown up. The only time Noshawn Moreno shouldn't be in that backfield is if we're beating someone by 50 points or he needs a breather or he's hurt. But, you know, let's just put that crap to rest. Anything done by committee is horrible. Hey, you don't need me... quarterback by committee, and you don't need tailback by committee, and baby, Saturday's game proved that. I'm telling you what, Saturday's game, old dog, you know, a lot of people say it's the best game we had since the Auburn game last year when we beat number five Auburn in Jordan-Hare, but I'm going to tell you, dog fans, I know you could tell on TV, and we could certainly tell being at the game, this game on Saturday was a different kind of thing. It was bigger, in my opinion, old dog, than even that 
Auburn game last year because of the way the dogs played, the passion they played with. And let me tell you something. Everybody who doesn't like that penalty saying it was a classless move, you know what? We're damned if we do and damned if we don't. They say Coach Rick doesn't have the fire. They say he can't motivate. And then we go on the field. We we clear the benches, and that's classless and over the top. So, you know what, dog fans? I'm digging the moves that Coach Rick made on Saturday, the way he motivated the team. If we win, I'll take the penalty every time, by God, if the dogs get that fired up and sack Tebow six times. Sacked him on the first play of the game, old dog. Tell me that wasn't fantastic, man. Oh, man, it it was. And I'll tell you, anybody that didn't like the celebration we had, well, they need to quit listening to the show, and they need to go over and get on the dog vent or maybe the gator vent or, you know, the the bumblebee vent or whatever they want to go on <laughs> and, and talk about it. I mean, that was that was great. Something needed to happen. Something needed to get those guys fired up. And from start to finish, just the fact that he told those guys to do it, you could tell they came out of the tunnel. It was a different team. That was not the team that ran on the field against Tennessee. You're I mean, not this kidding. was a team that, that came out to win. And, uh, you know, we can talk about this a little bit more, but I'll tell you, the other thing that was so great about this, and you're comparing it to the Auburn win, winning down in Jordan-Hare, that ain't no big deal for us. There's no myth that we can't win down there. I mean, we go down there and we win pretty regular. But there are actually people that feel or did feel that there's some jinx or hex that the Gator Bowl has on us, or all tell Stadium, whatever they call it now. They're not as old as I am. They don't remember the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s when we went down there and we pounded Gator ass regular. All they Absolutely. can remember... All they can remember is the last 17, 20 years, and granted, that's a long time. But we've got basically a team that is made up of sophomores, redshirt freshmen, and freshmen. Most of these guys were starting their first Georgia-Florida game ever, and I tell you what, none of those kids are going to say, we can't win down there. Man, there's a hex. All those got all they know is I started the Georgia Florida game in 2007 and we hung 42 points on Urban Meyer and God's quarterback. Superman. Superman's own quarterback. By God, Georgia Bulldogs are kryptonite. If if he's Superman, we are the kryptonite. Six sacks. He didn't have but five sacks coming into the game, old dog. Left the game with 11 sacks on the season. We hung six on him for negative 15 yards total. That whole 74% of the Gators offense, we took care of that. And don't believe the hype about the shoulder and, you know, Gator fans want to talk about, well, we'll be ready next year, by God. Well, they, T- yeah, you know what? Take Do whatever you want to do with that. Last well, week, he was you, a consensus Heisman winner, you know? Well, here's the deal. Last year, we had Tebow's number when he was substituting for Leak. This year, we had Tebow's number, and we'll have the next two years. Now, the other thing that I don't want to hear excuses about is the fact that Tebow wasn't able to practice because he was out saving people from the uh, fire out there in California. (laughs) You know, he was flying in, getting them out, you know, right before their house burned up. And then I heard, like, Friday, and really for a good portion of Saturday before he flew in, he was actually out hunting bin Laden, and there is some talk that he actually has his head in his room. 
He, I know. He, the, the talk is that Tebow captured Bin Laden Saturday morning before the Beheaded game. him and brought the head to the game, but they felt it would be disrespectful to show it there at halftime. I know, because you know he's he's being a mission. You know, being the kind of guy he is, he's way too classy to uh, to do something like that. But he is the end all be all of human beings on the face of Earth. Right. And, and we shut him down by right. God. Right. And for our and for our Gator for our Gator friends that there aren't many. If Tebow is doing all of that, then then maybe he needs to slide back and concentrating on quarterback. Because I tell you what, <laughs> he was the he was the second best quarterback on the field on Saturday. I tell you what, checkoffs, protections, there was nothing that could save him, baby. Danell Ellerby, Jeff Owens, Cade Weston, our defensive front seven was absolutely bringing the house. And there, I don't care if he'd had two good shoulders or three good shoulders, he wasn't going to get any yards on Saturday. We no. showed everybody how to beat Tim Tebow. The key is, put him on his freaking tail. If he's on his tail, he ain't running, he ain't throwing, he doing nothing. Now, granted, every time we didn't sack him, he torched our defensive backs who are completely inept and completely out of position. And I tell you what, old dog, I know you've got something to say about our defensive well, backs. Derek, it's not I, all good. I every- tell you what, this is this is too good. This is too good a game to delay this anymore. Let's let's go a little bit negative here for about two minutes, and then we're going to get back to just a great victory. But I tell you what, kickoff coverage. It's horrible. Coach Fab needs to go, and I mean, it's just maybe he does a decent. Well, I guess he does a decent job with with some of the linemen. We need better but kicking we need, team. Period. We, we need, need a better kicker, and we, we need, need better kick coverage. Yeah, we definitely need somebody different coaching special teams. And I tell you what, this crap about kicking the ball high and short, or you know, kicking it to the ten yard line, man, that's out the window. Go find yourself. Every other team has one. Go find yourself an end zone kicker. That's a kid that can tee it up on the 30-yard line and put the son of a bitch in the end zone (laughs) so they can't bring it back 30, 40, 50 yards. We need an end zone kicker. And you tell me we don't have a scholarship for that? Well, I'll tell you an easy way to take care of that. You take every damn scholarship away from those pitiful defensive backs we got coached by Willie Martinez and give an end zone kicker one of them, and then let's take the rest and get people that can cover people. Other than that, it was an absolutely wonderful game. The front (laughs) seven on defense could not have played better, and I tell you what, now that it's turned a little bit cold, those defensive backs better be getting up in the morning, going down to the bathroom, and sitting on that toilet seat so the linemen and the linebackers don't have to sit on a cold toilet because they (laughs) saved our defensive backs ass Saturday. Uh, And that concludes the negative portion of the show, dog fans. That's Uh, it. (laughs) Now let's get back to talking. And uh, one other little thing I'm just going to throw in, hot off the press, Georgia-Auburn. 3.30 3.30 on CBS on November 10th. Sweet, baby. That's be there fantastic. or be square. <laughs> I tell you, dog fans, it was a fantastic game. You know, How about all this talk, Urban Meyer and Takeo Spikes, they're all outraged. Danny Werfel is outraged at the egregious bench clearing. You know, I tell you, we scared the crap out of Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. He had his entire coaching staff on the feet 
field the entire game. How does that happen, old dog, that you can have four or five coaches just standing on the field for 60 minutes? Well, here's the deal, and along with that, let's, uh, let's spend a minute on the officiating, which was the absolute worst officiating job I have ever seen in my life. And if this crew after the SEC reviews them, which I think they do every Tuesday, if any of these guys ever call another SEC game, then it's a travesty. And I'm with you. I don't understand what the deal is. Maybe there's a special Florida rule because their players don't have the mental wherewithal that the rest of the teams in the SEC do or not. Best I can do is equate it to my Little League coaching. Uh, You know, I coach 11- and 12-year-olds. And in that, the coaches, we have to stay on the sidelines and tell our kids the plays. But now the group down from us, which are the 9- and 10-year-olds, their coach comes actually comes out on the field and, you know, helps the kids line up, calls the plays and everything. And all I can imagine is that that is a special rule that we don't know about for Florida that allows their coaches, especially Meyer, to be on the field and help the and help the group out. And all I can figure it's just because they're just plain dumbasses. I'm telling you, Urban Meyer never leaves the playing surface. He is on the grass of the field for the entire game. And he has usually, I would say 75% of the game, he has three or four coaches out there with him too. They just stay on the field. And it's ridiculous. But I tell you, we scared the crap out of the refs. How can you have two personal foul face mask penalties on the same player on the same play? You know, we had that penalty on the opening kick on the opening touchdown. We kicked off from the seven. Then they penalized Momass. We kicked off from the 10. On that second drive, they gave Andrew Johnson two face mask penalties on the same play. Florida sets up shop on our 33-yard line, direct snap, fumble, which we don't get. Then we sack Tebow's butt two plays in a row and force the punt. Now, I'm telling you, old dog, I know you're down on Willie Martinez, and I'm not a huge fan either, but that kind of defensive effort, that was junkyard dog stuff there, man. When when Florida gets to the 33 on the second drive of the game, we we force a punt on the first drive and force a punt on the second drive after lining up on first down on our 33. Man, that's stiff D, baby. That's real stiff D out of that front seven. Well, and you're trying to draw me back into this negativity. All I'm going to say on that is, A, where's that fire been well, in the first I half agree. of the season? B, who coaches the defensive backs? Well, listen, let's, I, let's, I, I, mean, don't wanna get, I, I don't want to get off, I don't I'm get off taking, the rest. I'm not going to take anything away. Uh, you know, on that, we came out with the game plan. We said on the show, on Thursday's show, before that, we had to come out. We had to do something different on defense. We couldn't play our little base package and wait and react and let Florida get up on us. And, man, we came out in a 3-4. 3-4? Three, three, I mean, we were you know, blitzing was, the corners, bringing the sink, man. And I, bringing the heat. And that's what we had to do. And, again, you know, I'm not – uh, don't know, go negative. I don't want you negative. Defense, it was a defense. The front seven of the defense played their hearts out, and they played great. And before we go back to beating up on the refs, another hotline. I, we broke the news on the Auburn game. No Sean Moreno, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. 
as a freshman, baby. A red shirt freshman, 188 yards. Moreno off 30, off for high three carries, not even counting. Not even counting. And I'm sure he picked up another 20 or 30 yards uh, you know, off a pass or two that he caught. And if the game was still going on, he would still he, be carrying still the dang rock. His quote after the game was he was ready to play another one if there was one. <laughs> you ain't kidding. No, Sean Moreno is bringing it, baby. 188 yards, the only running back we need. Caleb, we will see you next year. This year's I, all I, about I, I no Sean Moreno, what, baby. If I'm Caleb King and I'm sitting there looking at this boy ahead of me, I think I may ask Noshon if he's got any plans to go pro, and if he doesn't, I may start looking for a school to transfer to. Caleb King's got Caleb King's in danger of getting on the Joe Cox bus. As much as I hate to say it, Caleb King might be on the on the Joe Cox. Uh, he might be on the Joe Cox scholarship plan. You know, I mean, a great just, player who's ain't never going to see the field. You just don't know. Well, I tell, tell you, I tell you what, man. Noshon tore him up, and as as bad as I feel about the injuries to Brown and Lumpkin. It, unfortunately, it took something like that to get our coaching staff's head out of their butts and realize you can't split up important positions like that. You have got to have your Rhythm. best player, your Sequence. best running back, which was obviously Moreno, out there to play. Absolutely, and like and, you said, I, I, I dare say if we were running, if we if we had Lumpkin and Brown, if we had three running backs, I don't know, I don't have any reason to believe whatsoever that the three of them would have combined for 188 yards rushing. Because you look you at the past years that we've been running back by committee, and we have not gotten that kind of rushing performance, even with better offensive lines. No, you can't get into a rhythm. That's right. I mean, there's That's a right. rhythm that slows from the from the back. To the line, and and hats off to the offensive line too. I mean, they are young. We've been calling for them to step up all year. We've been saying they're going to have to mature quick, and that's a tough position to do it in. But I tell you what, they provided for the most part of the game when Stafford dropped back to pass. They provided good protection on the pass, and when you got a guy like Noshon out there with his kind of moves, you don't have to open up that big a hole for him to get through. I'd so, say something else. Again, too. hats off to Coach Searles and the offensive line. They did a stellar job out there. That's what I was going to say. Coach Searles is making it happen on offensive line. I appreciate his efforts. And one thing you said that's really important. When you got a running back like Noshawn Moreno, 33 carries, 188 yards, you know, that's the kind of guy that offensive lines want to block for. Their, their payback, offensive linemen don't get a lot of glory. Nobody ever talks about them. They don't get their pitchers taken. They they get their glory in a big rushing game. And when you've got a running back toting the rock for 188 yards, that's their payback. That's what they want to do. That's what offensive linemen get out of bed in the morning for is 33 rushes, 188 yards. Hats off to that offensive line. You guys are making it. And, you know, looking ahead a little bit, Troy, not they're, the big knock on Troy is they're terrible against the run. I'm looking for Moreno. I want a 250 yards out of Moreno this coming week on 30 carries, nothing less. But listen, back to the refs and the penalties. You know, we only we had seven penalties for 77 yards, old dog. But that doesn't count lost opportunities and missed yardage, like on that Sean Bailey pass where he's downfield, 40 yards downfield, and the back judge 
throws a flag at Sean Bailey as he's running by. 20 yards downfield, he remembers it was a not enough men on the line. He remembers, oh, 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 yeah, that's Georgia playing. I need to throw a flag. This exactly. Big gainer. 20 yards downfield. i got to pull this bit. That cost us 40 yards right there. You can't just say we had 77 yards in penalties. These refs were out for blood. I don't know if it was a pre-planned thing or we just scared them to death on that first touchdown, but they were out. They were out to shut the dogs down for the entire 60 minutes. We didn't get a fumble. We didn't get a pass interference. We got every dadgum uh, personal foul. They made us kick. We kicked off from the seven, old dog. How many times have you ever seen a team kick off from the seven-yard line? You know, Never. I, it, just, it was ridiculous. Like I said earlier, this was the worst officiated game I have ever seen. We probably would have had a more fair call if they had just gone up into the stands and picked out a bunch of Florida fans. You're right. Said, here's, a, here's a striped shirt. Go out and do it. Because even those guys, I don't think, would have had the guts to have made some of the calls that these guys did. They may have a shred of fairness somewhere where these refs we had on Saturday did not. But no. I'll tell you, the point that I want to make about the officiating, specifically that one play that I'm talking about, the Sean Bailey 35-yard reception that was pulled back on a not-enough-men-on-the-line-of-scrimmage call where the flag went down 20 yards downfield, and then other plays like the dual face mask on Andrew Johnson and the fumbles that we didn't get and you know thing that was different about this game dog fans is there were a lot of opportunities for Georgia for this young Georgia team to fold their tent to fold it up and say you know what we are going down again we always go down for 17 years we're the Bulldogs and we're going to lose to the Gators they had every opportunity to cave old dog and these dogs on this Saturday did not cave they did not back down they kept coming and that was so refreshing so exciting as a fan it was just just what I've been waiting to see. What we when we talk about old dog, we've been talking old dog about how these defensive players say they don't want it as bad and they don't they're not as fired up. This is the kind of game we're talking about. You don't have to say you wanted it. You show me that you want it. This was the game we needed, old dog. Now the oh. big the big question is, did we turn the corner? Or is that a one-time special? That's, that's that's the only thing in my mind right now that I need answered. Was that well, a one-time deal or not? Well, I, I hope not. In the way, and, and I don't think it is a, a one-time thing. I think it probably is a corner turner. I mean, you know, we're going in. We've got two two big SEC games ahead of us with Auburn and Kentucky. Uh, you know, if something happens to Tennessee, which might. You know, we're and we went out. We're playing in the championship game, which is something I don't think anyone two weeks ago would have ever thought was possible. Uh, you know, these guys, I think, hopefully, they realize this kind of effort is what it takes week in and week out to win in the SEC. That's I mean, right. you look at what happened, man. Mississippi State just destroys Kentucky. Exactly. Uh, 
you know. And the way just, that happens is Kentucky is not ready to play, and Mississippi State comes out of the tunnel, and they are ready to play. That's right. Because any given week in the SEC, you can get your butt kicked, buddy. And you've got to come out of that tunnel hot. And I believe, I'm hoping you're right, old dog, I'm hoping that they understand the kind of effort and commitment and that it takes to play in this excellent, this fantastic conference that we play in, the SEC, man, where every week you're playing somebody that can beat you. Well, I, I think they do, uh, and I think it's also going to be on the coaching staff, you know, to keep them fired up after a win like this. We've got to come down to reality. You can't take Troy lightly. You know, they're coming into Athens. We're 15-point favorites. You know, all that's out the window. We need this maximum kind of effort for the rest of our games. Okay. I believe you're right, man. I tell you what, I, I think that I hope you're right. I hope we've turned the corner, and I hope they understand. Dog fans, it was a fantastic game. It was a fantastic effort. The only other thing I wanted to talk about, old dog, was the way Coach Rick himself handled himself in this game. Can you, I have never seen, and I don't know if this came across on TV or not, but Coach Rick was stalking the sidelines with his little folder and his play sheets and everything, waving his arms. He's standing on the bench, waving at the crowd to get the crowd up on third downs, just average third downs in the middle of the game. I don't think a lot of people watching on TV saw that, but Rick was hot for the entire 60 minutes in a way that I've never seen. He takes a victory lap around the field at the end of the game, he was he was on fire too. And I'm telling you, I, I, he may not have to be that way every week, but I was really happy to see that he can bring it when he needs to, buddy, because he absolutely brought the kitchen sink this week. Well, what, that, and, and i tell you what, another thing that just, just made me just made me awfully happy was after the game, seeing the players running over, jumping up into the stands, celebrating with them. I mean, it was, you know, it was everything these kids could have hoped for. It was a complete effort, a complete game, a complete celebration. The fans, the coaches, the players, it was the whole it was the whole thing. I mean, it, it was it was all a football game can be. It really oh, was. Oh, absolutely, from from start to finish. I told I my mean, kids. Even even the weatherman cooperated with us. I told my kids, and you may disagree with this, but when I was walking down the ramp from my closest to the sun seats that we had there, walking down the you know the ramps and ramps and ramps, and the dog fans are screaming and hollering, we're screaming down to the next level of the stadium. You know, I told my kids if I was walking out of the Dadgum Tostitos Festi, you know, if I was walking out of the national championship game, had just won the national championship, the fans couldn't have been any louder or happier or more satisfied. I mean, I, well, I just could not have been any happier if we had just won the national title. And not only that, Derek, but I tell you what, man, I'm not sure that that a national championship would have been as sweet as beating Florida. Gosh, we beat Tim Tebow I mean, because, in Florida because I tell you, Because I tell you what, we don't play in a national championship game every year and only win two out of 17. I, I mean, this is something that a Georgia fan has had to live with really the last 17, 20 years of just this dominance of Florida. And let's hope that this is the team and this was the game that broke that and proved not only to these players, but players to come after that, 
that the Steve Spurrier spell over the Gator Bowl is gone. Georgia can down there. Georgia can win, and Georgia can win by playing Georgia football, not on some trick play, not you know on some fantastic finish, but just go down there and dominate the game from start. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we did. How about that first drive? Eight rushes in a row. Yeah. That's bulldog football. We're going to sack you, and we're going to sack you. We're going to stomp you, and then we're going to run it down your freaking throat, baby. We're going to keep coming. For 60 minutes. And we're going to bring it, exactly, for 60 minutes. Time after time after time. And speaking of the Steve Spurrier spell, old dog, I think you've, you've also got some news to break about Troy. Isn't that right? Um, well, I, I hate to say this, but I tell you what, Troy has been playing awfully good, and I'm afraid if Troy shows up, we're going to lose. You think so? You're saying all Troy needs to do is show up in order all to win Troy the game. All Troy needs to do is show up, and we've got problems. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I'm going to take you at your word, old dog. If you say, I mean, just so I'm clear, if you're saying that all Troy's got to do is show up in order to beat Georgia next weekend. I'm, I'm, I'll take you at your word, man. It's down. That's it. <laughs> All right, then. Dog fans, on that sobering note, we'll be back on Thursday with a pregame show for Troy. We'll see you guys in Athens next week. Come on home and cheer the dogs coming off of this huge victory over the Gators in Jacksonville. We've got the Troy Gladiators or whatever they're called next week, the Centurions or whatever they call themselves. And... uh We'll see you on Thursday. Old dog, get us out of here, man. We got, by the way, we've got a million audio comments. I've, I'm going to try to play most of them. Some of you guys kind of doubled up and stuff, so bear with them. I think I'm going to play the best of the best on the audio comments and uh, might not get to every single one of them, but uh, we really we listen to all of them, and we love all of them. You guys keep it coming at 706 534 1516 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Now, old dog, get well, us out before, of here. Before we get out of here, I want to tell you one I just want you to know how much old dog's family hates gators. Friday, before the game, actually Thursday night on the way home, before we took off for Jacksonville, my daughter ran over and killed a six-foot alligator. Not only not only did she not swerve to miss it, she swerved over to take it out because there ain't no gator that's going to be alive around us. And and she, you know, she started a game weekend tradition. Now we're going to have to since we won, we're going to send her out to search for gators to kill with her uh, big bad Ford every Georgia Florida weekend from now on. That's going to be a fantastic new game day tradition of driving over the gator. Absolutely. But other than that, I mean, to take it home, what a great win. It's been a long time in coming, and uh, let's hope that this is the team and this is the class of freshmen and sophomores that uh, have done away with the hex and the spell of Jacksonville. That's it, dog fans. Thanks, old dog. We're coming to you from the bunker. We'll be back on Thursday. It's great to be a Georgia Bulldog. And it's great to, be a, great to be a Gator hater, too, baby. All right, dog fans, thanks for listening. Go, dogs. Hey, Derek and Old Dog, this is Mackie from Greenville again. I'm having a hard time getting my thoughts clear enough. I'm just enjoying this victory so much. But here's the one that I, that I mean for y'all to, to hear. One, I love the fact that Georgia beat the Gators. Two, it's amazing what happens when you give the ball to to one, one amazing running back. And Sean had a great game, 180-something yards, I think. 
three. It's amazing what happens when you blitz the quarterback and put some pressure on him from time to time. I hope Willie takes notes from this game film, and I and I hope he does this the rest of his career at Georgia from time to time. You don't have to blitz him every play. You just have to blitz him from time to time. Um, it's he, he may have saved his job. I, I'm still a little concerned about the fact that our secondary wasn't where they needed to be some, but, hey, it worked out. Um, I, I, you know, I cannot stand Urban Meyer. He is a cocky, arrogant son of a gun. Uh, I cannot stand Tim Tebow. I, you know, I love the fact that he almost squirted out a tear at the end of the game. He didn't know what to do with himself. You know, golden child, the Tim Tebow himself of quarterbacks, the Tim Tebow of quarterbacks himself didn't know what to do at the end of the, at the end of this game. And as far as I'm concerned, this 15 out of 17 crap for the Gators is out the window. We are we are two and two over the last four years, and best case scenario, we're one and zero. And all I know about Tim Tebow right now is he's banged up and he's zero and one as a starter against the Dogs. I love the fact that Urban Meyer acted like a little 11 year old playing Pop Warner, tossed his little headset. I love the fact that he doesn't know what to do when when uh when he loses to Georgia. Um, I hope he loses every other game he coaches against Georgia. Um, I love the fact that we're beat that we've beaten the Gators. I think that now I think we can safely say that the Steve Spurrier monkey is off our back. Um, you know, and and now we've beaten the Gators, and I think that we first of all nobody, no team is unbeatable in college football. Nobody. Um, I don't care if it's Auburn last year. I don't care if it's Southern Cal. I don't care if it's Florida. Uh, we got Troy, Kentucky, Auburn, and Georgia Tech left. I think we have a good shot at winning all those games. And uh, I tell you, the way we felt after Tennessee and the way we felt after Carolina, that nobody would have guessed that we that we could get out of the season with two losses. Now we hadn't done it yet. We gotta we gotta bring it. We gotta win the rest of our games. Uh, but I think we can do it. Now, secondly, as far as SEC East race goes, we need some help. But but we gotta have we gotta have uh, South Carolina beat Tennessee. Then we gotta have Florida beat South Carolina. But you know I think that's a plausible situation. But I'm just loving the fact that uh, Georgia has finally beat the Gators again, and I think we can r- win more consistently against them now. Um, but love the show, guys. Y'all have a good one. I know y'all are enjoying Jacksonville right now. Uh, I wish I could be there, but I'm enjoying it up in Greenville here, holding the line against these daggum Gamecocks. But I uh, hate the Gators, love the dogs, love the fact that uh, dogs beat the Gators. Cannot tell you how much we love it up here. But uh, y'all have a good one. Enjoy Jacksonville. Go dogs. Hey, this is Travis McElroy. I'm in Bogota, Colombia right now. My roommate is a Florida Gator fan, and we just beat them 42 to 30. Thanks to Boson, thanks to our defensive line, go dogs! I am so excited right now. I have been watching the dogs on ESPN 360.com all year. I've been listening to the dogs when they're not on ESPN. I love my dogs. Georgia Bulldogs, Travis McElroy, class of 1997. Oh, my God. I love Georgia Bulldogs. 6-2 beat the number 19 in the nation in their house. Bulldogs. I love you guys. Keep bringing the heat. You said it. You said all we got to do, key to victory, is defensive line, defend to 
tempo. And what are we doing? At least five sacks. At least five sacks. I got to tell you, I have a PlayStation 2, and I played NCAA football 2008. And you want to know what the score was? 52 to 34. Go dogs. We beat them by 18 on PlayStation. We beat them by 12 in reality. Go dogs. Dogs versus LSU for the SEC championship. Dogs in the Sugar Bowl. That's all I had to say. Go dogs. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Derek. Thanks a lot, old dog. I love you guys. Go dogs. Hot damn, old dog Derek. Good work today. Georgia win, baby. It was, it was, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Wow, forty-two thirty. Go dogs all day. So, by the way, let's throw props out to Mrs. Chicago on, on on the request to 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 um to old dog on. Let's put an X on him. Damn right, man. We do that every week. Whatever it takes, baby. Whatever it takes. So, by the way, dogs, dogs, dogs. We won. Hell of a win tonight. Great to feel it here in Chicago. Took care of Florida. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Go dogs. Sick them. Hey, fellas. This is Forrest in Chicago. Right. Chicago, old dog. I heard you put the hex on Florida last week, and that's why I'm calling. My mama used to say life is like a box of chocolates, but I think life is like Billy Bates waiting on Herschel on the nine-yard line at Nayland Stadium. You never know what you're going to get. I know, on account of Herschel, is my half-brother, but that's a story for another time. On Saturday, I did like old dog said. I made sure Florida showed up. So the hex was a lock. See, I personally drove the team bus from Gainesville to Jacksonville, and I made sure those boys showed up. Then I did something my mama probably wouldn't like. I went into the Georgia locker room, and I spoke. Coach Martinez, I meant to convey to him how unhappy you boys were with the way he was coaching the defense, but I ended up raising my voice like a real loud loud ass chewing. He said he understood how y'all felt. Then, as I was leaving, Coach Rick, Rick asked me if I had a second. He wanted to know my idea for getting the team juiced up. I told him I usually dance to get in the zone, but I must not have really been clear because just as soon as them dogs scored, they started dancing in the end zone. That really got the referees pissed off. We got two penalties at the same time. Coach Rick couldn't do nothing but smile. So like I said, life is a lot like Billy Bates waiting on Herschel at the nine-yard line in Nayland Stadium. You never know when you're going to get blown up. Well, boys, I got to get some rest. It took all night for me to run back to Chicago from Jacksonville. I think I need a nap. You know, even though I went to another school, I'm still a Georgia fan. Oh, I almost forgot. Them Florida boys were so happy that I helped them show up. They gave me some fresh alligator meat. I tried it. It tastes like chicken. Go dogs. Boys. Nate Tart, uh, or Nate from Germany, just checking in. It's, uh, good Lord, it's about 1.10 in Germany in the a.m., and, uh, man, what a great game. Just uh, 
fired up. Uh, appreciate once again for what you do. Appreciate the comments about the military, and uh, I think last time I checked in, it was email, and I was in Greece. But uh, what a great, great day for Bulldog football, and uh, I appreciate everything you do. And, uh, man, I'm glad I've already named my little boys because I tell you what, after this, I think I named one of them uh, Moreno Herschel or Herschel Moreno. Boy, great day. Anyhow. Congratulations, and uh, can't wait to hear your next show. Cheers. Four thirty-three to go in the game. Moreno just gained two. Georgia on the three. My new drink is No Sean Moreno Kool Aid. My No Sean Moreno Kool Aid is nothing more than a scotch. Put it in a glass. And enjoy. It hits you right where it counts. Just like No Shine. Dog has technical support. Washington, D.C. With Stafford coming up to the line, pointing at the defense. Gets down behind center. Snap. Hands off to Moreno. Moreno fights, pushes, and touchdown. Gators? Gators, how'd you like to bite my ass? I am feeling real, real good. I hate Florida, and this is perfect. I hope you guys are enjoying Jacksonville as much as I'm enjoying watching it. Bye now. Derek, old dog, this is Chris the Trash Cow in Hollywood. I say we super glue the ball to no Sean Moreno's hip and let him run it all year long. Love it. Go, dog. Guys, this is Chase from Atlanta. Damn, 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 what a game. I hope that word is in the 11 you can Google or whatever. Anyway, Derek, the only thing I'll ask is if you happen to remember what I said to you while standing next to you at the Georgia Spring game regarding the Florida game this year, my technically off-the-record, ended-up-on-the-record comment, we kicked those gay turds ass go dogs hey guys this is john from powder springs and uh calling you remotely from saint simon's island um just got back from jacksonville and how about them dogs well i thought i'd call you with a little insight from the game um one thing i learned was that uh florida must not have a pharmacy school because uh somebody uh over there, should have slipped uh, Tebow some coating for that cough he had. He had a real bad cough there at the end. Boy, I hate that for him. Um, the other thing about Tebow is that uh, you may not know this. Although Tebow is a gator, his mother is a dog. So, you know, you learn something new every day. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, how about them dogs? Um, glad to have a victory, and it's always good to uh, drive up from uh, Jacksonville with a with a win. You know, we don't get to do that often, so... We'll, let's just enjoy it and give out a good old how about them dogs. This is John Fire Springs. <laughs> 